0: Okay, episode thirty-four. Bring us in, Phil.
1: Good evening, everybody. And can you fucking believe us? <laughs> nice. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> All <laughs> right. So this episode, um, I'm thinking that we have a very trailer-heavy episode this week.
1: I doubt it. I yeah, doubt
0: we, we got some. We got some decent uh, entries though in the movie section. Indeed, I think some that may
1: cause a stir, be
0: a discussion. Ooh, I like a. Controversy. 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 <laughs> it's an advertisement. Yeah,
1: I was just thinking the same exact thing. Awesome. <laughs> this is yeah. why we do a podcast. Twelve monkeys. <laughs> it's not an advertisement meant especially for you. I'm I, like, why is she saying advertisement?
0: Right, because it's Terry Gilliam and it he's British.
1: took me out of the moment.
0: It, yeah, it know. did too for me. I was like, <laughs> advertisement? Who says that? <laughs> In Baltimore. <laughs> so In Baltimore. Ugh, Baltimore. The
1: home of John Waters.
0: And the home of the nuclear bomb in the Sum of All Fears. Indeed. Ooh. Okay, anyway. Um, so we got let's see. I personally uh went on a somewhat of a theme week, I think, this week. Yeah. I um uh do you wanna do that first or do you wanna do sure, one of yours first? Do your
1: thing.
0: <laughs> You're like, hey, whatever. Just you know. Okay, so the first. Let's get past
1: this stuff, and we'll get to the good stuff later.
0: Ooh, touche. <laughs> anyway, okay, so my theme week this week was apparently um, uh, a very specific theme: mm. uh, teams of mercenaries and or military guys uh, doing their thing, blowing shit up, real good.
1: In toto.
0: <laughs> In toto. Uh, toggle flips um, <laughs> <laughs> but so okay so the theme we're, we'll just I'll just throw them all out there so we won't keep the listeners in suspense
1: okay
0: um, I, I saw the A team Ooh. I saw the expendables uh-huh. and I saw the losers uh-huh. so we'll we'll go in that order I guess how about that okay <clears throat> the A team the the, the the
1: A not the B team no the
0: A team the not the, it's the alpha team Indeed. in military per <laughs> Oh,
1: so tell us about the joe carnahan masterpiece
0: you know okay that's one thing i was gonna bring up uh is that i didn't realize that joe carnahan was the director of that until i was watching the credits (laughs) and did you know that ridley scott and tony scott direct or directed uh produced it
1: i'm sure probably tony was attached at some point
0: yeah and uh they but it's weird because it wasn't a scott free movie yeah And they were listed separately as producers. Like one of them was an executive producer and one of them was a producer. So it was like they were – it was almost like they were like, well, we both want to do this, but I don't want to be with you, (laughs) you little bastard. Thanks for taking a Pelham 123. I don't know. But anyway, and then – yeah, thanks for Robin Hood, jerk. (laughs) Anyway, um, I actually enjoyed it very much.
1: Did you? Yes, I
0: did. I thought it was very enjoyable. It wasn't that... I would not say that it was something like, a, you know, a masterpiece of cinema, but it was very enjoyable. Um,
1: huh.
0: Uh, both, uh, what's his name, Bradley Cooper? Yeah. And the guy who played uh, Howlin' Mad Murdoch?
1: Oh, The yeah, guy from uh, District 9? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: They were both great. They were awesome. Liam Neeson, whatever, he was, you know, he was Liam Neeson. And um, Rampage Jackson was Mr. T. And nobody
1: can be Mr. T. Sorry. yeah. yeah. That was, that, that's one of the problems I have with that movie is that nobody can play that part. Sure. But, but Mr. T. Yeah, yeah.
0: But, I mean, Mr. T's like 60 at this point. I don't well, think that...
1: he probably doesn't look any different. So you, you should got <laughs> right? just got him.
0: But, so, I'm you, hitting the yeah. fool. <laughs> I ain't getting on no plane. <laughs> you know, in the A-Team, <laughs> Rampage Jackson... It has tattoos on one hand that says pity and on the other hand says fool. Aww. I was like, that is awesome. Oh, that yeah. makes me sad. Oh. Anyway, no, it was very enjoyable. It was goofy. It uh-huh. was, uh, you know, it was a big action sort of uh, extravaganza. Bit, yeah, totally. How can you say action without extravaganza? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was funny. It was actually a lot funnier than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And, some, and the, you know, some of the dialogue was genuinely actually funny. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a very enjoyable movie. And um, I guess I suppose I could give a little synopsis, but what's the point? It's the A-team. <laughs> you know, they, they do A-team type they, things. They do A-team stuff. You know, they blow shit up. They fall out of a plane in a tank. Uh, they steer the tank in midair, by the way, by turning the turret and shooting off a shell out of the... And it blows the tank one way or the other so that they aim for this lake. So they hit the lake and the tank and, yeah, I mean, come on. It makes total, it, total sense. Total sense, man. And then, and, you know, Liam Neeson's in there going, 12 degrees to the right, fire, boom, you know, and he's aiming for this lake in like, Vienna. Or Vienna? No, um, <laughs> Austria or something. I don't Austria. Know. <laughs> yeah, whatever. But so, no, I actually, I, I was going into it thinking, oh, okay, whatever, it's going to be goofy and it's going to be weird. But it was actually, I liked it a lot.
1: Well, you're the target audience.
0: Sure, totally. And apparently there weren't a lot of you. I know, right? And the thing is, is that it's like it was actually a better action movie Mm -hmm. than a lot of them out there, really. Right. You know, and it's too bad because it's...
1: Well, it's funny how things change like that, though. You know, apparently they do a survey every year, kind of a pop culture survey. And they were saying that this year... People no longer equate, uh, Clint, most younger people uh, equate Clint Eastwood as a sensitive filmmaker rather than as Dirty Harry. Than Dirty Harry?
0: Yeah. Oh, you young people. You know,
1: and stuff like, all these changes.
0: <laughs> yeah, you young people are stupid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's
0: always going to be Dirty Harry.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't care what he makes Invictus Or the bullshit. nameless
1: man. You know. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, outlaw Josie Wales. Indeed. Know your history, people. God.
1: Americans aren't so good at history.
0: Yeah, yeah. but the A Team, I rec, I heartily recommend it. Heartily, heartily recommend it. You haven't seen it though, right?
1: No, of course not.
0: Of course not. What are you talking about?
1: That is, that was always like on my direct, you know, wait for video <laughs> list.
0: Oh come on, Bradley Cooper is like I heard somebody say that's the point, the part he was born to play, and it honestly kind of is, really.
1: I I can't.
0: I, I was watching
1: Wet Hot American Summer. Uh, Where's the fucking farm? <laughs> We're losing time. I love that. Um, but uh, there's nothing like a trip into town. Um, <laughs> Can you get some lube for my pussy? <laughs> but anyway, back to the story. <laughs> yeah. um, apparently, like a uh, like a 17 or 18 year old Bradley Cooper is in it, and I was like, really? Oh, that guy looks familiar. It's Bradley Cooper. Really? Yeah. Apparently, the story is he like um, ditched out on college to go and make this movie. Really? In, in the hopes that he would get big.
0: Well, hey, it worked. Uh, I'd, 10 I'd, years I'd later. Just,
1: I, I don't find him attractive, and I don't find him interesting on screen. So sorry. I hated The Hangover. We've discussed it.
0: Yeah, no, no, that's funny because I actually I kind of like Bradley Cooper. I think he's a you know he's a fun guy to watch on screen to me. Yeah. And he's got awesome pecs. No. <laughs>
1: I should be the judge of that. And
0: yeah. man. <laughs> hey man, you know what? Honestly, there's a very there's a there's <laughs> a lack in the movies and trailers and stuff we're gonna talk about. There's a lack of female nudity.
1: So I'll <laughs> take it
0: where I can get it.
1: <laughs> okay, wow.
0: <laughs> okay, so anyway, the A team go see it or see it when it comes out on video. I really, I really did like it. Okay. And um, the uh, okay, so the next one. Is yeah.
1: spindles? the
0: spindles? The The, what was it that you, the, the comment that you made, everybody likes to see leathery 60-year-old muscles. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? Oh, no, man, time. and believe me, they are in, <laughs> they are in, um, no short supply. supply in this movie. Um, but, uh, you know, it was, that movie was, I, I wasn't really sure what, I was sort of expecting one thing and sort of got a little bit of something else right. out of it. Um the whole, like, every action hero of the 80s through now is in it wasn't really true. Um, no,
1: I mean, they couldn't get... I, I read some of it that they couldn't get Wesley because he was having his his uh, tax troubles. And, right. And, they, and Jean-Claude didn't want to do it.
0: Jean, you know why he didn't want to do it? I just heard this the other day. Is that they, the reason that Jean-Claude Van Damme wouldn't do that movie is because he wouldn't lose a fight to Jet Li on screen. <laughs> Seriously. That's why he wouldn't do it. I'm like, Jean-Claude I mean, Van Damme I mean, really...
1: He, he, Jean Claude is, is is mostly ego. That guy's oh, God. like ten percent muscle, ninety percent ego.
0: Totally, that's Jean Claude's chemical makeup. Exactly. Did I ever tell you that quote? Of I read this 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 uh, interview with him in like Vanity Fair or something. It was this big long interview, and he said something along the lines of he was smoking a cigar, and he said only peasants wet the end of their cigar because he wouldn't like he would barely put it up to his mouth or something. Only peasants what? I, Jean-Claude well, Van Damme? I, I really? know,
1: I, I, well, I remember um, reading it at some point <laughs> where he was like, I love my gay fans. They think I'm beautiful. So how could I not? Love them? Oh, God. <laughs> Jean-Claude. <laughs> Jean-Claude.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> Jean-Claude. So anyway, you know, there obviously there was a bunch of these action guys in it. Yes. Um,
1: I heard the the Bruce Willis Arnie thing is kind of throwaway.
0: Uh Yeah, kind of. I don't know. It's it's obviously there for the sake of being there, right? Um, but uh, wow, Arnold is looking old, man.
1: He is old.
0: Well, I know, but he, he. I think out of all of them, out of all these guys that are in this movie, he's aged the worst.
1: Well, he's also governing a very
0: he, Well, yeah, a dysfunctional this, this, state, the sixth largest economy in the world, or whatever. Yeah. But no, I think that uh, and maybe it's just because he doesn't you know work out all the time now and all right. that stuff. But he's, that scene, obviously. You watch the movie and it's it's there for the sake of being there, right? But it's kind of off-putting actually because it's an R-rated movie, obviously. But uh. Bruce Willis has a, just this just foul mouth just tirade in that scene. Okay, where I was like, whoa, where did that come? from? <laughs> because the rest of the movie, yeah, there's swearing and there's violence and stuff, but that uh, that scene, our, uh, Bruce seemed very angry. Very very angry and very uh, shaved Holy crap Indeed. His whole face and head was down to the skin And it was like wow He's got like this shiny egg on his neck You know <laughs> But so anyway uh, The Expendables I think part of the problem I had with it Which I liked the movie I did, don't get me wrong um, But part of the problem I had with it Was the whole um, All these action stars together Again Didn't really pay off the way that I thought it would
1: Well, but that's always going to be trouble because you're always going to, everybody's going to be fighting for screen time. You know, you have to figure out where to put everybody and how to, how to make, you know, you get Jet Li in a movie, but what the fuck do you do with him? So you end up with kind of artificial constructs so that they can each show their own. Sure.
0: Sure. But I will say this, um, the, the like crew, the expendables, it was, um, Stallone, Jet Li, Randy Couture. Yeah. Um. Terry Crews uh-huh. and uh, Jason Statham. Right, they actually all, the chemistry between those guys was really good. It oh. came across really well. Good. And um, uh, bad
1: guys, Eric Roberts.
0: Yeah, it, oddly enough, um, I don't know Eric. And then um, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah is he, um, spoiler alert, Ooh. at the beginning he's part of the crew, the Expendables, but mm. then they kick him out because he's crazy. Uh-huh. And he's a junkie, apparently. No. Um, and uh, so he tries to get revenge against Stallone because he kicked him out of the the group, the Expendables, you know. And then Mickey... <laughs> well, it's Dolph Lundgren. He <laughs> looks, He looks like, in that movie, and I'm sure it was because of the fact that he's supposed to be this junkie and this lunatic, whatever, mm. But, oh my god, he looks scary. Like, he... He's, he's looked old
1: for a good ten years now.
0: Well, not hard necessarily to believe, old, though. hard
1: to believe the guy is a road
0: guy. I know. Well, not necessarily old. I'm not saying he looks old. Mm-hmm. He looked scary. Like... Like Frankenstein oh, his, or something. His faces
1: looked weird for a long time. Well, and they
0: made him up too to look real grungy and stuff. Yeah. And woo, he just was like, oh yeah, when he came, you know, when he was looking, he was sort of down on in the depths of him being a junkie and, and all this stuff. It was like, whoa, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, you know, I want to be him for Halloween. Wow, uh, <laughs> really? I mean, he looked evil. Wow. So anyway, um, you know, Stallone. The story basically is is that they go. They're uh, these mercenaries, and uh, uh, Bruce Willis wants to hire them to take this uh, dictator out of power, who's this puppet dictator controlled by Eric Roberts, who's a rogue, or former uh, CIA agent, and it's this little island that's this total fictional island, um, and they're they're wanting to make this whole island into basically a cocaine plant, this (laughs) entire island. That sounds like a plan to me. Yeah, you know. And so Eric Roberts is uh, controlling this dictator on this island, and they go there just uh, to check it out to see if they can do the job, and they decide they can't. Uh, so they, but Stallone feels bad for this woman who turns out to be the dictator's daughter, mm-hmm. and so they go back and do it anyway, even though they agreed that they wouldn't. And you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's 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 kind of like and the last scene, the the big climactic uh, battle scene. Uh-huh is very uh, Commando-esque. They take out the entire island with <laughs> well, these five guys. Well, at least guys. there
1: are like six or seven of them instead of just one. Just,
0: well, and it's a much more, um, I guess, <laughs> in quotes, believable than in, <laughs> in, than in Commando. Because yeah. in Commando, you know, he's walking around with no shirt on, just strolling along, blowing people away. <laughs> you know, and in in The Expendables, at least they actually sort of... You know, hey, they duck behind cover sometimes. <laughs> you know, and um, and uh, it's it's an enjoyable movie. It really is. I mean, it's not.
1: That it seems I, to be your word of the
0: well? Week. No, I know. But see, the thing is, is that it's not. Uh, I actually didn't think it was. It was. It verged a lot more on the sort of uh, grim or and or brutal side, because well, it was Stallone, and you know, I mean everybody's seen the new Rambo Mm -hmm. and that was very brutal and um, (laughs) (laughs) it was ooh ooh, it was but like taking
1: the 50 caliber to the entire truckload of Burmese soldiers
0: exactly and there's 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 definitely shades of that in The Expendables um, but it's toned down some Mm. but it's definitely an R-rated movie I was actually a little surprised at how, how sort of brutal it was in, in parts.
1: Well, if you're going to do that movie, why not play it up? You know? Totally.
0: But it was such an 80s throwback movie. It was what Stallone wanted it to be. Right. I mean, it totally was. Mm-hmm. And there was very little CGI, um, which I thought was cool. Yeah. Because it's like, with action movies like that, you know, you, you can do all that stuff right. physically. Uh-huh. You don't need the CGI.
1: Well, that's why, Still, I mean, Stallone gave a lot of big interviews before this movie came out, and of course, he blamed the death of the action movie and the action star on special effects.
0: Well, he didn't. He was
1: like, if I had known I didn't have to spend all those hours at the gym, my life would be very different.
0: You know? <laughs> well, and Stallone is still fucking ripped, man, and he's like 65. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and it was like, I mean, seriously, even in, in this movie, and I don't know if it's just... I mean, I don't know what he's doing. It's the HGH or something, but he's he's ripped, man. And it's like okay. <laughs> and the weirdest part about that though is that Mickey Rourke. They they were saying, "Oh, Mickey Rourke's in this," and it's like Mickey Rourke was not. He he, he had the weirdest part. It was almost like he was just a, he didn't do anything. Right. He just sat in this tattoo parlor and talked. Mm-hmm. He didn't do anything, and he had this real weird scene where he was like crying about. When they did this mission in Kosovo or some shit, and he started crying, and he's like, you know, if I could have saved this one woman, maybe I could have saved my the what was left of my soul and stuff. And it was, it was really out of place. And Stallone did it in this like extreme close up. Yeah, and you could barely—I mean, like you could barely see anything above Rourke's eyebrows. And the bottom of his mouth, I mean, literally, it was like you <laughs> were in his mouth.
1: Hey, well, Stallone wants you to feel the intensity.
0: Oh, you know, hey, hey, Mickey, you know, emote or whatever. You know, <laughs> I, no, it was like, it was... Give he, it to me. <laughs> Actually, I thought Jet Li was good, though. Um, he, he didn't have a lot to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, the, the, two, the two main guys in the movie were Stallone and Jason Statham. Right. Which I like Jason Statham. You don't so much. No. But those were the two main guys. But I thought Jet Li was good. He had this real good fight with uh, Dolph. Dolph. Dolph.
1: Yeah. For me, Jason Statham, I, he makes the worst choices in film history. I don't know. What, what choices do does he have? I mean, Def the Race guy is, is booked solid for like five years because there's no one left in Hollywood like him. No, I
0: know we've had this conversation before, but yeah. I mean, what, hey, if you're this tough guy. And people want you to be in a movie about a tough guy. What are you going to do? Are you going to do the fucking crying game?
1: Yeah, but would you really (laughs) choose Crank or Crank (laughs) 2?
0: I I wouldn't! I love Crank 2. It was the most cracked out movie I've ever seen. up there <laughs> <laughs> refer back to our uh, review of crank 2 on a previous podcast i have no idea which one but um
1: just listen to them all yeah just
0: do it all just you'll do find it, it eventually yeah you, you'll get there you'll get there we we believe in you <laughs> so um and it, then the losers I the think. losers uh well okay just to, to to just to finish off uh i would recommend the expendables mm-hmm. um it's uh, it's quite the throwback, and it's very it, it, <laughs> <laughs> enjoyable. Yeah, <laughs> don't make fun of me.
1: It's so easy.
0: damn it. So anyway, yes, I would I would recommend it. Um, oh, just as a side note, sort of the, the conversation we had before we started recording uh-huh. about uh, my choice was on because I went to go see it on Saturday, <clears throat> or yeah, Saturday. Uh, my choices were. The Expendables or Scott Pilgrim. Uh-huh. And I chose The Expendables. And what was your comment? As did, as did everybody else. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. I still want to see Scott Pilgrim, though.
1: <laughs> I kind of do, too.
0: Yeah. So, anyway. Whatever. Um, we'll save that for when we actually have seen Indeed. Seen it. Um, <laughs> so, The Losers. Uh, and in case... Anybody out there doesn't know, which I'm sure nobody does, because nobody saw this movie. Uh-huh. I mean, it was in and out of the theaters in about half an hour.
1: Pretty much. Yeah. in, like,
0: April. Or yeah, March. it was April, I think, yeah. Um, it's uh, the story of... Okay, it stars Chris Evans
1: yeah.
0: of Silver... or uh, Fantastic Four fame, who, I will say, I'm becoming... Every time I see him in a movie, mm-hmm. I'm a little bit more of a fan of his. Yeah. I, think he's, I think he's great. Uh-huh. Um, The guy, and I don't remember his name, the guy who was the comedian in Watchmen. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. There you go. That guy. Who, uh... I'm amazed I pulled that out of my ass. That was pretty good. That was like right off the... I mean, no hesitation. Good (laughs) job. Because
1: I'm sitting here, I know who you're going to talk about. I'm like, what's his name?
0: name?" (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. There you go. There you go. You're planning ahead. I like that. Um... Uh, so he was he was sort of the the leader of the group. He was the Hannibal of the losers, if right. you will. Uh-huh. Um, and two black guys. Uh, I have no idea who they are. There you go. And that's not racist in any way. So NAACP, get off my back because <laughs> they're calling you every day. I know, right? They're like, will you stop <laughs> saying black guys? You're supposed
1: <laughs> to say, <laughs> you're supposed to say African American,
0: Afro Americans. <laughs> um, aww, aww. <laughs> At least I didn't say Chinaman again. <laughs> I didn't say The, the Expendables starring that Chinaman Jet Li. Oh,
1: that guy from China, the little, I don't know, slanty guy. By the guy. way,
0: Jet is actually looking a little old these days. He has for a while. Yeah, I know. I was kind of surprised. I was like, wow, Jet Li's looking a
1: tired. Well, you have to, I mean, I think his career had been going for 15 or 20 years before he got to America.
0: Yeah, and when he first, his first couple American movies, yeah, he looked like a fairly young guy, whatever, but now he's gotta be probably in his 40s, I would think. Uh, If not late, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, whatever. He looks tired, though. Like, he hasn't slept for a while or something. Indeed. So, anyway, okay, back to the losers. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Is that right? Yes. Okay. (laughs) This is my short term memory (laughs) problem. Um, uh, oh. Chris Evans, the two black guys, I have no idea who they are. Um, and that girl, what's her name? Um,
1: Osvega or something?
0: No, it's. Um, uh, and I had her name. I was thinking of her name. Anyway, this like, black girl that. <laughs> 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 and, and see, I don't mean to say that I don't know who this is because they're. Oh, Jesus, I'm digging myself a hole here. Um, so, anyway, and Jason Patrick as the bad guy. I'm in! He is so weird in that movie. He's so enjoyably weird. I can honestly say I think
1: I hate Jason Patrick. No,
0: seriously, in this movie, you would like him. I don't like Jason Patrick either. He is so enjoyably weird in this movie. (laughs) Basically, the story is is that this army unit goes into some South American country to take out this uh, drug dealer slash terrorist and... um, they see that in this complex where they're just about to bomb, uh, a bunch of kids go in. They're using kids as these drug mules. Uh-huh. So they run down there. They blow everybody away. They take the kids out. They put the kids in the helicopter that they're supposed to be in to get away. And this CIA guy, who's this evil CIA guy, Ooh, obviously, <laughs> played by Jason Patrick, shoots the, the chopper down. Yeah. Kills all the kids, uh-huh. uh, and these guys like they all take their dog tags off and throw it in the wreckage because they watch it happen, so that everybody thinks they're dead, uh-huh. because they went against the orders to stay out of there and just blow up the thing. So machinations obviously ensue, both and, they have kills, and, 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 they, have kills. and um, they go in or they um, <clears throat> they go to try and clear their names, and this girl sort of double-crosses them and it's this big sort of conspiracy to get these giant bombs. Jason Patrick wants these giant bombs uh-huh. to like stir up uh, some sort of anti-terrorist frenzy sort of thing. I don't... It was a little unclear to me what exactly he was trying to do, but he right. has... You know, he, he finds these guys from like uh, somewhere in India or something, these scientists that make him these weird... Uh, implosion bombs. Okay. They don't, literally, they I'm, don't explode. I'm following, and tracking. <laughs> they don't explode. They, like, suck everything. <laughs> they show this, like, this test they do on this island out in the middle of the ocean, and it, like, it blows up a little bit, and then sucks back together, and it's just gone. It's like, and they're like, oh, yes, it's for the green terrorists. Somebody who wants to blow shit up, but doesn't want all the mess. And it's like, okay. Okay. It's, you know, it's actually, like It's uh, forward I said, thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I forgot one guy. There's a Hispanic dude that's like the sniper. So I don't want to leave you out, Hispanic dude. I don't know who you are, but you are the guy who had the least lines about all the losers. <laughs> and it's been, <laughs> you know, he was. And it's based on a comic book. Yes. DC. And, yeah, and it was weird because I was thinking, watching it the whole time, I'm going... This doesn't really seem like a comic book. Uh, It just seems like an action movie, you know? Uh But it was enjoyable. I recommend it. I really do. I'm I'm surprised that it didn't find a little bit more of an audience. I need to get you a thesaurus. Oh, shut up. Okay. It (laughs) was... It was... (laughs) I think thesaurus boy would be a little more appropriate. Ooh, got the con air in there. That's like 19 weeks in a row.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna cry.
0: <laughs> no, it was fun. It was. It was. It was very in the style of sort of. It was almost like a Watchmen type of thing where it was like some parts of it were sped way up and right. some parts of it were slowed way down. Yeah. And whatever. But it was. It was fun. The ending, the climactic scene or whatever, gets a little goofy. Oh, uh, yeah. It really does. <laughs> um, yeah. But you know, it was fun. I liked it. To watch it find it I, and it's, it's funny because on
1: my netflix queue it's like 400 other things
0: <laughs> right well the thing is funny is anybody i've mentioned it to in this last week said oh yeah i saw the poster everybody remembers the poster the guy's just standing around in a circle right. and it says the losers on it uh-huh. everybody goes oh yeah i saw the poster or oh yeah i saw it at Redbox." box uh i didn't know what it was i'm like that's the problem <laughs> nobody yeah. knew what it was but
1: they advertised it nobody cared I don't know. It was. It was I better. saw that goddamn commercial on TV like 400 times. So they spent a little money advertising it.
0: It was better than people uh, apparently thought it was because I liked it. And Chris Evans, like I said, the best part of that movie was Chris Evans. He is... He, I like him a lot. I, at this point, I think I will see pretty much anything he's in just because I like it. He's Not that I have a like a crush cell. on him or something.
1: He's come a long way from Cellular.
0: Oh, and... Um, Not another teen movie. He was funny in that, though.
1: He was funny in that. He's a funny guy.
0: Yeah, no, I thought he was great. I mean, like I said, I'm a Chris Evans fan. I'll (laughs) friend him on Facebook. (laughs) You're an aficionado. I'm a Chris Evans aficionado. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed, sir. yeah. Chris Evans is quite the best fan.
1: Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) Future Oscar winner there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That was weird. I don't know where that came from. Okay, so anyway, uh, those three movies were my kick of the week. Um, Mm -hmm. The teams of action guys. I saw a lot of... (laughs) That's usually your kick. Totally. I saw a lot of shit blow up this week. (laughs) Tons of shit. (laughs) Really? Was it stinky? Oh. (laughs) Didn't. Come on, Phil. You can do better than that. Uh. Okay. Short notice. God. <laughs> Damn it.
1: This isn't, me under pressure. this isn't
0: rehearsed, people. <laughs> okay. So, your turn. I've been talking literally for like a half an hour straight. Go for it, man.
1: Good lord. Hey. Uh, the, you uh, go now. It's
0: like, like hot potato. This ah. is like how I'm going to direct a movie. You go now. <laughs> Say <laughs> the fucking line. Act better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I was watching Casino the other day and I, I, I remembered. Uh, what you said about the, the voiceovers, like when you when you get to that uh Joe Pesci scene and he's like, You know, we're going out to the fucking desert and Ah Yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I was like, Oh there it is <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah. I love that part. Really, loves that part. Yeah, I love that part. He's just going <laughs> talking. And he's like, Yeah, so we we're out there in the fucking cornfield and wha and he's like when he gets hit with a shovel or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I love that. Anyway.
1: So, back on
0: track a little bit. Oh, on track does not have any place in this podcast.
1: <laughs> so, was that all you watched this week, just 03? Pretty
0: much. I watched like half of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Well, that but, doesn't count. But I only watched it because I had the Riff Tracks version of it, and I didn't understand it at all. I have not read the books. I've seen the first movie and maybe part of the second movie, mm. and I didn't get it. I was just listening to the jokes. <laughs> I was like, "Those guys are making fun of that movie." Oh my <laughs> hell! Oh <laughs> Shout out to Jared. Are you listening, Jared? I hope you are.
1: Oh,
0: oh Lord, Mormons and whatever. Okay, oh my. nobody will get that except for Peace me, carrots Phil, and Jared. He's ha.
1: <laughs> that awesome. <laughs> I
0: totally forgot about that.
1: <laughs> um, Alright, well, so to ease us into more serious things, I'll talk about Sex Drive. <laughs> oh, totally I'll, to ease it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, sh- it's a shift in pace. We'll take d- we'll yeah. it down to comedy and then maybe to a drama. Okay. Okay, so I watched Sex
0: Drive. This Which week. I wanted to see, but I never did.
1: Apparently a lot of people felt that way. Um, it was recommended by Disembodio as being fairly funny. Thanks. I thought it was... Uh, better than it had a right to be, but yeah. not, not anything. Especially.
0: Yeah, well, you know. You, you you
1: know, I mean, Seth Green, doing Seth Green's shtick is funny. Sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, he can be funny, for
1: sure. <laughs> but the the basic plot is that, if I can remember, um, so uh, this guy is in love with his best, fr- his best friend, his girl. Um. And, oh, okay, well, that's um, why we don't want but, a virgin to, you know. But they're doing the friend thing. Oh, sure. And so she's not really so interested in him. So he meets this girl online, and uh, and she says, "Well, come down to Knoxville tonight, and uh, and and I'll go all the way with you." Ooh. So the sex drive. How many times they, have I heard that? They, <laughs> they they steal his brother's car, um, and uh, which is like a whatever sixty nine GTO. Um, nice. And they head on down to Knoxville
0: to get some bootay indeed as and, it were
1: and somehow in between Chicago and Knoxville they end up in Amish country what? <laughs> yes I, don't well, ask to take me, a detour they, to they Pennsylvania a big detour <laughs> um but uh but so they end up in the Amish country and Sean uh what's, what the fuck is Seth Green is the is the Amish guy they meet <laughs>
0: Um, <laughs> oh God! <laughs> this is a guy who makes <laughs> robot chicken,
1: and it's kind of funny because they're there, and uh, as a lot of the Amish are going through Rumspringa. So oh, which
0: is where? Okay, just to clarify, and if correct me if I'm wrong, but Rumspringa is where Amish kids get this like year long uh as long like, as they need yeah. pass to go out into the world, and then decide if they still want to be Amish or not. Right. Okay. Continue.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, they, they go see a concert with the Amish. And, uh, and, and there, there's, there's, like, one of the funnier bits in the movie is there's this totally drunk off her ass blonde chick in, you know, the bonnet and everything going, Rob Woo! <laughs> and just puking all over the place. Oh, God. great.
0: Wow, you really um, spiked it there, Phil. Hey,
1: who cares? Nah, like, I don't care. It's, it's, it's the fine. joy. Springer! <laughs>
0: no, no, I just, hey. I'm... Um...
1: Uh, you I see just, you. you, you it, call my attention to that, and now sorry, I'm out okay, track. okay.
0: So the rom spring of chick pukes all over yeah, everybody. It's, and... it's funny, um, <laughs> and
1: uh, and uh, yeah, so it continues, and you know they go there, they get to Knoxville eventually. Uh, it's the girl's like a car thief or something. Yada yada <laughs> yada. Stuff ensues. Um, there Stuff. are some very funny bits. James Marsden is uh, very funny as the older brother. Okay. Um, The donut costume, which if you (laughs) see... I've seen the trailer, yeah. ...is probably the best bit in the movie. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, it has its moments. If you're willing to sit through, as I guess in any silly comedy, if you're willing to sit through... Most of the crap to get to the, you know, 20 minutes of really funny stuff.
0: Yeah. See the movie. Okay, yeah, no, I I think I'll watch it actually. I mean, I I did want to see it. Yeah. I just, I never, I don't know, it sort of slipped off my list, I guess. Yeah. But um, I just remember in the trailer, and I I don't remember the trailer very well, but I remember thinking that that donut costume part looked really funny.
1: Yeah. I'm not. I, you can't tell
0: jokes from me, yeah.
1: but it, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, the, the first scene you see it, you know, a guy attacks a large uh, attaches a large black dildo to the front, of it and he <laughs> wanders around going, "I've got something for everybody with his little coupons and stuff." It's,
0: it's, <laughs> <laughs> I just love that phrase. They go to the concert with the Amish.
1: It's like it's uh, what's that? What, uh, what's the band Pete Wentz is in?
0: Oh, Fallout Boy. Yeah. 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 You know, I just I love that they go to a concert with the Amish. I mean, who <laughs> hasn't, right?
1: And uh, and of course, there's a there's a rather funny joke in which uh, Sean. Why do I keep saying Sean? Seth, uh, you er, know that redheaded kid. Indeed, tiny guy, um, <laughs> small guy. It's like, it's like, hey, I like seeing your dick on the internet. <laughs> to
0: <people."> <laughs>
1: <Nice>. <laughs> 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 It's pretty funny. Anyway, nice. I think you have to wait to the end credits to see that.
0: Oh, nice. Well, you know, it, uh, it's funny. I saw. Sha- uh, no, you're making me do it. I said, Sean. I'm <laughs> <Green. laughs> <Our> fucking Entourage. <laughs> Did you ever see? Do, do you ever watch Entourage at all? I
1: watched the like first two or three seasons because my brother bought them for me.
0: Like here, as he is wont to do, he'll watch this. It's good. Well, he's coming from LA though too. But, no, I saw... saw, Well, this um, was before that. Oh, okay. I saw Seth Green on Entourage, and it was weird, because he had this little mini story arc in that. I think he was on, like, three episodes. Right. And he just played this total (laughs) douchebag. And I think it was supposed to be him. Like, he was playing himself, basically. Uh, And I thought, you know, that's kind of cool, because even if he isn't a total douchebag, it's like he was playing himself. Right. I mean, they called him Seth. They were like, hey, Seth, how are you doing? And uh
1: well I think I think a lot of Hollywood types tend to do that especially funnier ones like I remember with uh, Free Enterprise.
0: Oh yeah. Little
1: movie Shatner only agreed to be in it when he said I'll do this movie if you make me weirder.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then the and then the producer said, "Oh, uh, okay, give us a, give us a little bit of time to try and make you weirder because I'm not sure if we can." It's <laughs> like Adam West saying, "Make me weirder." Uh, I'm sure that's
1: what Seth
0: MacFarlane told. Totally. We're oh make my. It weird. Oh my god! I saw the funniest joke on fucking Family Guy. I'm not, I'm not as big on Family Guy as I used to be, but uh, there was this joke where uh, the kid played by Seth Green mm. goes to like this psychic,
1: uh-huh.
0: or no, the mom goes to the psychic, and she's like. Oh, what's going to happen in my life? What should I do tomorrow? And all this stuff. And the psychic, per- yeah, the psychic lady is like telling her all this shit. And she's like, oh, thank you. She walks away. Adam West walks up to her. He goes, will you answer one question for me? And she goes, yes. He goes, thank you. And walks away. <laughs> I was like, yes. That's awesome. He just says thank you and walks away. I was like, Adam West is the shit. So anyway, <laughs> go ahead, free enterprise. Sorry. Oh
1: uh, no, that was that was it. I, I yeah. think that's a, a fairly common thing. If you're going to be playing yourself, you might as well send yourself
0: up. Totally. But see, the problem is with guys with a lot of these Hollywood guys is like they won't. They're not willing to do that.
1: It's like I mean, Entourage
0: did that a lot. Like the Gary Busey thing in the first story, oh sure or the first season or whatever,
1: where Busey was just a maniac, and Lord knows he probably is in real life, but he well, he's not that much
0: of a maniac. Sure. And he had those, all those weird, like, statues that he made yeah. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and then Seth Green being this total douchebag, and, I mean, I haven't seen Entourage in a long time, but I just remember that part, because I was thinking, I mean, partially, because even though, what's his, what's his name, the, um, the, the little Irish guy? Yeah. It's on Entourage. Uh-huh. He's a small guy, too. Yeah. But he was like, him and Seth Green were just, I mean, it was just like, <laughs> it was midgets. It's man. always
1: weird when you get those size comparisons going. Like, our, what was it? Uh, Living Out Loud with Holly Hunter and Danny DeVito. And, you know, everybody thinks that Danny DeVito is really small, but you know Holly Hunter's kind of small. Right. But you never know how small. But then you see them and they're standing eye to eye. <laughs> and you're really like, Holy shit, they're tiny.
0: They're like Smurfs. I know. Oh, man, yeah.
1: <laughs> so. And then, you know, door handle on the thing is up at their necks. You're right. So like yeah. Whoa! like
0: eye level, the door <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, Danny DeVito found the perfect person to marry because she's a Smurf, yeah. too. Yeah. So, anyway, okay, so oh. Sex Drive, I take it, is recommended.
1: Uh, it's recommended, yes. If you okay. if you enjoy silly
0: comedy. Well, that's funny because that seemed to me like a movie that you wouldn't particularly like. Just thinking about the sort of your taste in movies and stuff. Are you serious? Really? I just thought that maybe that wouldn't. What be are one some of my favorite? Uh, I know, but see, you're not. To me, and the reason that I thought maybe you wouldn't like it so much is you're not really. It didn't seem to me like you were into sort of the frat boy type of comedy. Yeah, well,
1: and see, I think
0: a lot of that type
1: of comedy in this movie doesn't work so much. It's when they get away from it that it works. Okay, out. sure. No. Um, so, but, you know, I mean, yeah. I, do I get sick of, uh, of uh, Road Trip and all the, other, all the other stuff that came out about a decade ago? Yeah. Yeah. No, But okay. I still have that, you know, naked gun sure. thing going sure. sure. on back yeah. there. With, How could you not? I, I love goofy humor.
0: Every, everything I see makes me think of her. <laughs> he sees the big two domes next to each other, like a big pair of tits. You know, I was
1: watching Naked Gun Two and a Half uh, like maybe a week or two ago. That shit holds up. Maybe. It does. It's it does.
0: funny the, the one. It's too bad that Naked Gun Thirty Three and a Third wasn't as good as right. it could have been. I did like the whole Oscar send-up, though.
1: Of course. And,
0: I've, and I always have this soft spot in my heart for Fred Ward, for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. I do know why, because I loved Tremors. Yeah. And he's, you know, in Tremors, and uh, yeah. I don't know.
1: A lot of people love Tremors.
0: But yeah, I don't I, I I mean, you watch The
1: Naked Gun, it's as funny and as good as when I saw it when I was, whatever, <laughs> 9, 10. Yeah, yeah,
0: totally. Frank. Those people aren't for you. Weird Al Yankovic is on that plane. (laughs) Sure, you wanna come down here. (laughs) I just love George Kennedy. Weird Al Yankovic is on that plane.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Kennedy's the best. (laughs) When they're they're searching the guys at the ball and he starts reaching into Kennedy's wallet, he's like, hey, this guy has your wallet. There's a picture of your wife. Uh, no
0: <laughs> yeah right yeah, he's always yeah. a straight man and oh totally hilarious <laughs> okay so anyway. um, sex drive good sex. thing um, yeah. <laughs>
1: not a great thing but and if you've got a spare hour and a half give it a watch
0: totally and I have so much spare hours and a half that I'm <laughs> gonna watch it I got so much time I, just, I, I got nothing to do man <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I can drink beers and watch sex drive <laughs>
1: That sounds like a day, man. That's a big day for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? I don't know. But it's, it's funny, works.
0: though. Hey, comedy doesn't need a source. It just needs to be funny. Indeed. Ha.
1: So, uh, moving on.
0: Okay. From Sex Drive. <laughs> oh, man, I wish I could. <laughs> okay, go ahead.
1: Uh, another movie I watched... And another one is. Um,
0: <laughs> Are you doing two at once here?
1: That's <laughs> okay. I'm going to talk out of both sides of my
0: mouth. <laughs> yeah.
1: One side is going to review this. Re- and the other pre- prepared going to, to
0: use up. your stereo oh. headphones, kids.
1: <laughs> the left side <laughs> will be discussing this. <laughs> the right side will be discussing this. Pay
0: attention.
1: <laughs> it's going to be confusing. <laughs> 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 Um, no, I watched the, the the Bluetooth Virgin.
0: Which you know what? Before we started recording, you mentioned that, and I had I really didn't know what that was. So you're gonna have to explain that to me. Well, we're know, all on this journey together here. We'll Phil. see.
1: If you, it's not that long of a movie. So if you want to watch it when we're done. Okay. After I talk about it, we can see. Okay. So okay, so it is a small independent film. Okay. Uh, that I originally saw when it was at the Stars Film Center, the home of the Denver Film Festival.
0: Right, which used to be called the Tivoli, which is much cooler.
1: Right, but it's exactly the same.
0: It's the same place, but <laughs> they used to make <laughs> they beer just charge there, people. <laughs> they used to make beer there, people. That's why it was cooler. Tivoli beer. Know your history. Go ahead. If you're from Denver. Um, <laughs> and. Sixty,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and only above seventy-two.
0: <laughs> right, go ahead. Um, Sorry.
1: So, Bluetooth Virgin, indie film uh, stars. I don't know nobody you'd know unless you knew them kind of people. Like who? Uh, what is Come it, on, Bryce? Phil. I'm not completely retarded. Uh, Bryce Johnson.
0: Okay, maybe I am. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was on a TV show called Popular, and he's made a few other indie movies. Okay. Uh, I don't know. You might know him if you saw him. And the other guy, I can never remember his name. Austin. Oh, yes, I can. It's Austin Peck, and he was on Days of Our Lives for a long time. Oh well, then yeah, I'm, I'm I was making all about some admissions by knowing. Me. <laughs> yeah, do <laughs> <Be into laughs> it what you want, there, people. <laughs> and then uh, you know, some smaller parts are uh, Karen Black Ooh. and Roma Mafia. Nice and uh... Karen Black. Yeah, and she, I tell you... One of your favies. Indeed. If you watch this movie, I don't care if you're bored, you wait for the Karen Black (laughs) scene because that is one of the best like 20 minutes of film you will ever watch. Okay, so tell me what this is about. Okay, so uh, simple story. Two friends, Austin Peck and, and Bryce Johnson, uh, one is a journalist or an editor at a magazine okay. and the other is a struggling screenwriter okay. who had some success a couple of years ago with a very well uh liked critically show but that was canceled after a year okay um and so now he's struggling with this new script called the bluetooth virgin okay and he gives it to his friend to read and criticize sure and you know ask him for his comments of the movie like hey you know tell me what you think of this script okay
0: Following you so far,
1: and uh, and so then jo- Bryce Johnson decides that he just hates this movie, and <laughs> okay. he just cannot believe how much he hates this movie, and <laughs> okay. he really uh, he's really conflicted because he's not sure whether the whether to tell his friend that yeah it's good so his friend can be confident in it or um or but he's worried about doing that because he thinks that this this thing. Could be so bad that it would become embarrassing if he if he was uh, confident in it, you know. Okay. That, that he'd just be embarrassed. He doesn't want his friend to take to, it out to get. He doesn't want his friend to look out. stupid. Right. Okay. So uh, and then so he finally you know Austin Peck wrangles it out of him that he hates it hates the movie when he asks him for you know what he thought about the, the script. Sure. And uh, and it causes some friction. Uh, he, you know. It, all over their lives
0: friction ensues you might say
1: indeed so you know they're not talking anymore he's getting in fights with his wife and um and uh and then you know it's each there's probably what six or seven scenes in the movie maybe a a couple more than that there's there's not much okay and each scene is like a block 10 minutes wow okay it's it's they're long scenes, so so you know you go from him asking to to him to, to Bryce Johnson with, discussing with his friend what to do, then the, the actual criticism, then the then Bryce Johnson confessing that he's writing a screenplay to his therapist Roma Mafia, okay, and then um, the pièce de résistance, uh-huh. the Karen Black scene where <laughs> where Austin Peck takes his script to a to a um, to a uh, Fuck! What's the term? Uh, I can't cardam- remember. Uh, no, <laughs> like a script doctor or, okay. an, or an analyst. Punch up guy. Yeah, well, somebody who'll, who'll tell him what's wrong. With sure. Okay. It. Um, and like so, Quentin
0: Tarantino on uh, Crimson Tide.
1: And well, not yeah. not who's going to punch it up, but somebody who's going to yeah. say maybe you should do this. Sure. Uh, okay. Yeah. No, I get something's wrong with the plot
0: here. I gotcha. I, I got what you mean.
1: Um, but uh, so so they go in there and they have this discussion. About how the, the movie, the script is so in intertwined with the guy and his personal feelings that he probably should just leave it alone. And so so he basically,
0: he has like this script that he wrote that is so personal that he shouldn't put it out there.
1: Right, because, because he's not able to deal with the subject matter. Okay. And, and his inability to deal with it makes the movie and the script exceedingly confusing. Okay. And unclear. So, what? Is, why is it called the Bluetooth Virgin? Who Does it matter? They just, oh, all they say okay. about it in the movie is, ooh, provocative.
0: Ooh, <laughs> um, yeah. is this a porn script? <laughs> I, no, I just but, okay.
1: So, I mean, they tell you what the movie's about, and sure. yes, it sounds ridiculous.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Um, but you're left to wonder whether the script is really bad. You know, obviously, we don't know. Sure, it okay. It could be good. It could be bad.
0: You mean they don't print the whole script uh-huh. on the screen so you can read it? Um <laughs>
1: and and so then kind of the guys reconcile at the end or well they attempt to and uh <laughs> and it doesn't work out
0: so well spoiler alert
1: indeed so it's it's a it's it connects on a personal level to me cuz I feel like one of the characters really is like holy fuck that guy's me yeah but uh, it also is is inspiring. Like I came
0: out of that movie saying, "Fuck, I want to write something." You know? Hey, man, we got the whole thing going with the Canadians and shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not really going, but <laughs> <laughs> getting there.
1: But uh, but I, you know, it's it's uh, it's a I don't know. It feels like an indie movie. You know, you're watching a movie that didn't cost that much because there's ten scenes. And uh, you know they're all in people's houses. Sure. Well, <laughs> they're all in like,
0: and then you hear in the background, you know, what are you kids doing in there? Shut up, Dad! We're just um, making a movie.
1: But I, 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 give it a heartfelt recommend to anybody interested in the business of film. Sure. Yeah. No. It it's, sounds. It and, sounds interesting. And art and creation and all that stuff. Yeah. No. It, it sounds. Examines those issues pretty well.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. It's. Uh, I'll probably put it on my uh, on my list. Indeed. And I do have a list. <laughs> and you're on it, Phil.
1: No.
0: <laughs> I don't know what that meant, but whatever. Uh, I, I I really don't
1: either. <laughs> I do. Oh, I'm Ooh. staying away from <laughs> that one. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> what was um, that? This is, Ooh, There we go. Thank wow. You. I see that. Yeah,
0: it spiked pretty good. I like uh, it.
1: So that was the review of the Bluetooth version. Okay. All of mine are qualifiers. See it if you like, uh, you know, stupid comedy. See it if you like movies about the business, you know, that kind of thing.
0: Well, see, mine, I guess, were too, though. Um, see it if you like to sh- watch shit blow up. <laughs> <You know? laughs>
1: that's a more, that's a, everybody.
0: Yeah, likes yeah to watch everybody shit likes blow up. to watch shit blow up.
1: Um, so, uh, then my last one, it could be controversial. We'll Uh-oh. See. Ooh, I like or do, or do you want a controversy. Or do you want a cigarette before we continue?
0: Uh, yeah, let's do a cigarette break real quick. All right. All right, we'll be back, people. And we're back.
1: You didn't notice. That's and always my life. I
0: don't know why we even say, like, we could just say, you know what, um, we just, like, stop talking for a second. We <laughs> wind it right back to where we stopped and just continue talking. Exactly. I don't know. If only we knew where we stopped. <laughs> well, um, that's kind of the problem, is that we both kind of <laughs> have ADD. In
1: exactly. So it'd be like,
0: well, but I wanted it. I <laughs> exactly. Want it. You know, be totally like, different energy level. Exactly. I mean, so we'd be like, did the experience interpretation of that? And then we'd come back and we'd be like, boobs! <laughs> <laughs> I or I would, have. anyway. Indeed.
1: Um. So the, the last movie I saw this week was Miracle at St. Anna.
0: Spike Lee... And we, we both have our opinions about Spike
1: Lee. Indeed. Um, but to give you a bit of the story, uh, it is. I think
0: you put the wrong emphasis on the, the wrong syllable. syllable.
1: Indeed. <laughs> uh, trivia question where's that quote <laughs>
0: from? Oh, no. If you listen to the podcast, you'd know because we talked about it. Did we? Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> um, anyway, <clears throat> I'm a student of history of the podcast. <laughs>
1: And I am not.
0: (laughs) They just go off. It feels like, you know what, I do this and then forget about it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Uh, By tomorrow, it's all gone. It's gone. (laughs) Uh, So Miracle at St. Anna is the story, and it's got a lot of it, of um, a troop of buffalo soldiers in World War II. Played by, um, (sighs) uh,
0: you know, uh, Bob Marley. Wait, no. Buffalo soldier. Uh, Okay, sorry. uh,
1: I'm sorry. Um, I'm the
0: distraction in this podcast. Yes,
1: you are. Sorry. God damn it. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, So they 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 get trapped on the wrong side of the enemy lines because of this German surprise counterattack. Yada yada yada, and they they
0: germinations (laughs) (laughs) ensue.
1: Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, so you know. Obviously, the Buffalo Soldiers were all black, yada, yada. They end up in this small uh, Italian hill village. And they kind of make friends with a few people, enemies with some others. They meet some Italian partisans. There's some flashbacks. The movie just goes on and on and on. And it's bookended by these weird... Um, scenes that are like almost totally unexplained. Like I didn't. I, I've watched the movie all the way through. I don't know what happened at the beginning and the end. <laughs> how it related to the to the rest of it. Really? It's bookended by this like uh, thing in 1983 where one of the dudes is at like a bank teller or no, he works at the postal service. Oh, he and he just shoots someone in in, in his stamps line and and goes to jail. And that's where the reporter comes, and and he ends up talking about this whole experience, and then he gets bailed out, and you know goes to the Bahamas and meets this dude who uh, had a, a role uh, in the in the events in World War Two, and yada yada yada. It's it makes no sense.
0: So somebody just shoots somebody for no reason.
1: I think <laughs> the guy in the line was this was this uh, traitor Italian partisan. But it's it, so unclear. But anyway, so Spike Lee decided he wanted to make an epic. Sure. And he made every mistake in doing so.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: Because, I'm sorry, an epic does not equal a, a nearly three-hour running time. If you've well, got a story that doesn't equal that, yeah. stop throwing shit in sure. to get there. Yep, yep. Because there are so many stupid flashbacks that that clearly... You know, obviously, it's Spike Lee, but they have such an obvious racial message... Sure. ...that it's like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. y'all hitting me on the head with the frying pan.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like, you don't have to be... You know, Spike Lee supposedly is this real savvy filmmaker, and he thinks of himself as one. Why do you have to hit people over the head with it?
1: Yeah. And and, and admittedly, in his earlier stuff, you know, Do the Right Thing, it worked. Sure. You know, it, it was fresh... Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. He's getting stale. That's oh, what yeah. Well, and, and, and to me, uh, this movie is a step back for him because it seemed like he'd been embracing becoming a more broad filmmaker. With movies like Summer of Sam and The 25th Hour. The Inside and Man. The Inside Man. Sure, yeah. he'd, he'd been broadening his range. He's actually
0: becoming an actual director as opposed to a message deliverer.
1: Right, or, or someone who's boxing himself in a little racial sure. drawer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and And those movies he made, I, I'm a big fan of Summer of Sam. 25th hour was certainly one of the best movies of that year. The Inside Man is a very capable thriller. Oh it's, sure, there's not much to it, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. fun to watch. <clears throat> yeah, sure. But this movie is so burdened down by odd story points uh, of you know flying back and forth between tones and it's like, hey, I'm
0: black and
1: you're not. So yeah, yeah, you yeah. suck all these guys are conflicted and I get it, you know, all these guys are conflicted because they're black and they're defending a country in which segregation still exists and yada, yada, yada. Yeah,
0: but that and movie was made stuff. by, it was called the Tuskegee Airmen. What? That movie called the Tuskegee Airmen?
1: That HBO movie? Sure. Okay.
0: I don't know why Spike Lee decided he had to make a new one.
1: <clears throat>
0: anyway. <laughs> Phil just gave me a look like, God, what an idiot you are. <laughs>
1: Well, there aren't too many. I mean, his stated aim was to make a movie that uh, that was epic and about World War II that focused on black contributions to World War II.
0: There's nothing wrong with that at all. But there isn't,
1: if you can find a story that is worth it. Sure. And this one just droned on and on. Everybody dies at the end. Oops, spoiler. Um, <laughs> like, everybody, except for the one dude who ends up killing a guy in 1983. <laughs> That's the one guy that gets away. You
0: know, I don't really understand. Like, I, here's my thing, and this is, I haven't seen the movie, um, and I'm really not going to actually even talk about the movie you no know, so much. But I don't understand where Spike Lee wants to go with a lot of these things. It's like, okay, yeah, he made the Inside Man, Twenty Fifth Hour, uh, these movies that are more mainstream movies, and he's actually a fairly capable director, and he he can make a movie that's entertaining to watch or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yet he is so focused most of the time on this just beating you over the head with this racial message, then it's like, well, it it, it handicaps him.
1: There's a broader point to that that I don't think is appropriate to make on this podcast.
0: Go for it. There's nothing appropriate on this podcast.
1: (laughs) Well, I don't want to come off as a racist. So no, Phil,
0: you're not a racist. I know you're not a racist. <laughs> Everybody that's listened to this podcast knows you're not a racist. I, I
1: think it, I think it's a sign of a broader cultural problem for blacks in America that they're, despite the fact that things have changed, large part. I'm not going to say everything's peachy because sure. it never is. Sure, but it, it's not 1952 anymore. Sure, yeah, exactly. And you and, know what? And I'm sorry, but I, you know, I I work with these people. I have clients who are these people who who constantly tell me I'm not. You know, I'm. I, I hate them, and I'm not going to give them,
0: you know, what they're... Because of they the want, fact
1: that they're black. They're black, and I'm white.
0: Right, exactly. No, and you know the, what the thing is, though, Phil? And, and you know what? that That's not racist, because the thing is, is that the, the reverse racism thing
1: yeah.
0: is so much more prevalent. It's like, okay, here's the thing. If I was... If I'm going to make a movie making fun of black people, right. I would be run out of the country, basically. <laughs> if I was a black guy right. making... A movie making fun of white people, uh-huh. it would be embraced by everybody.
1: Of course, it's funny. It's it's Chris Rock. Yeah. Um. And, I. I. You know. I don't. I just. Uh, and it annoys me because it's like I. I think what it is, is it's. You. You know. Listen to me if you want. Don't. If you don't. But it's a. It's a culture that's realizing its excuses are going.
0: Yeah. Totally. and
1: so they have to step up and do things and you've got people like Oprah and Bill Cosby who are like get off your fucking asses.
0: Right. And Yeah. And no, I I admit, totally and applaud. people
1: just want to keep blaming. Yeah. Right I, well, or, it's or yeah.
0: whoever's in charge. Exactly. No, you're totally right. And you know, again, I know you're not racist. I know I'm not racist. I know that people that actually do listen to the podcast and everything know that we are not racist, <laughs> but you're right. There it's, it's such an easy thing to do. It's such an easy thing to do if you're like it's, okay. I mean, for that's me, a,
1: I think that's a natural thing. Is if your problems seem insurmountable to you or just too hard, it's easier to find an excuse.
0: Sure. Well, and, and say, see, here, well, I'm
1: not going to do that because because they're not letting me.
0: Sure. Well, and here's the thing too is that I have I have this real weird sort of uh, uh, pet peeve mm. when it comes to um, basically. Every commercial, every almost every like sitcom, everything—the super lazy way to go is to um, say—and this isn't even racial. This is just um, when it comes to gender. Oh, guys are stupid. That's funny, right? Uh You know. And it's like, wait a minute. You know. Yeah.
1: There's always, you know, there's always the the boring white guy. Yeah, right. You know, but whatever other culture he's in has to like. Perk him up and yeah, yeah. show him the right way to be. Yeah,
0: no, it's 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 ridiculous, but no, I mean I get what you're saying. And again, I don't know. And I think, uh, but back to the movies. Sure, uh,
1: that's the the trap Spike Lee seems caught in from a from a from a from a filmmaking perspective is he's never been able to get past those points. Sure, or maybe he has, but he keeps falling back into these traps. Well, making, it- uh, making movies that are so messagey. That they're that they know that they're no they they lose the plot and the, sure. the story gets pushed to the side and you're like you, you have to have a story or whatever you want to say yeah. is it's gonna fall through the, you sure know, it, well and see the thing is too is,
0: yeah exactly and there's the nothing thing,
1: to watch if it's just a message
0: sure and the thing is too is that I think this Spike Lee is a fairly talented filmmaker I think he's a very talented filmmaker but for whatever reason he keeps kind of uh, handcuffing himself with all yeah. this stuff indeed. And the thing is, is it's like, um, okay, look at uh, just to, to use an example, and I won't go on and on about this, but the Hughes brothers, yeah, they made uh, From Hell. Mm-hmm. That was not racial in any way, shape, or form. Right. It was just a movie. Uh huh. It's like okay, just make a movie. They thought it was. Uh, they they loved
1: the uh, the graphic novel, and they wanted to do it, so they did it. Exactly.
0: That's <clears> the <throat> way that you should do it. I mean, it, it for me, it's like. I'm not going to sit there. And even when they
1: came back, even when they, even when they,
0: so they, they, their but their next
1: movie after that is Book of Eli, sure. Which immediately... yeah, it stands at Washington. It's, yeah, you know they they do it where they can and they put the whatever messages. I guess it's somewhat of a religious movie. I haven't yeah, seen it.
0: I actually haven't seen it either.
1: But um, you know they put whatever message they want to, but it's still a apocalyptic sci fi action picture. Sure, yeah.
0: And see the thing is too is it's like I wouldn't say don't be. Don't uh, don't uh, ignore your feelings or your roots or whatever you want to say, but at the same time, make a movie. Don't make right. You know, I don't want to the, be. The, I mean,
1: at the end of the day, a movie can have a message, but if the if the same movie doesn't have a plot or a story, sure. your message isn't going to get
0: exactly. Hurt. Your exactly,
1: movie has to be entertaining or affecting or whatever. You might as well in just order get... for your message to ever get hurt. You might as if well. It's a colossal mess. Nobody's going to go see it. Sure, and and you, nobody's going to get your message.
0: It's almost like you might as well just be one of those guys on the street with a sandwich board that says the world is coming to an end. Right. You know. So whatever. I mean. <laughs> no, I mean I get what you I get what you're saying. I really do. And it's it's kind of frustrating that uh, uh, somebody who is really actually talented, like Spike Lee, mm. uh, would just handcuff himself like that. He feels it's important to get this message across. Fine, whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: But. But
1: in some ways, it, like especially having read you know, that he simply wanted to make a story about this, I don't think the events of this are true. I, can't, I don't think they are because there's no uh, proclamation that this is based on true events. Oh, yeah. I don't think so that, that that was like, a true story. It's like, uh, you know, the best thing to do would be to find an interesting story about the Buffalo Soldiers rather sure. than to create a story to, to fit the Buffalo Soldiers in World War II.
0: Sure. Well, I mean, and to use a weird example... Which was a terrible movie, but um, Wind Yeah, they said, okay, here's this story that was an interesting story, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll make a movie about this story, right. they, who was a bad movie. It was a whiff-hop. <laughs> swing and a miss. But, um, <laughs> but it was an interesting story.
1: Right, right. You it know? was always one of the more weird bits of World War II lore. Yeah, totally. That was I the one code the Japanese could never crack. I thought that was I thought that was a fascinating story, and it was so disappointing to me that well, it was because, such a... Because they tried to give that story more than it
0: needed. Oh, yeah, you well... Know, I
1: don't
0: know. Well, and it's Nick Cage, too.
1: It's Nick Cage, and it was John Woo on not a particularly good day.
0: <laughs> I think John Woo was basically taking a vacation <laughs> from directing at that point. Um, so, anyway. Okay, um... Anything else about uh, I don't
1: Miracle think so. I don't think so. I think that's it. I think we have a couple of trailers. Let's keep it short. No, oh, too no, long. no.
0: We got tons of trailers, Phil. No, so. we're, we're going long tonight, buddy. Short. No. Yes. No. You are such the time police, dude. I am. I don't want to impose on these people's times. You know what? You're not imposing. It's not like you're knocking on their door and like putting a fucking iPod in their hand and saying, listen to this. we are. Okay, fine. Whatever. I,
1: I know of a couple people who no longer listen and I'm sure. It's because what? Because we go a little long. Are you serious?
0: Yes. Fuck those people. <laughs> okay, fine. Here, let me just um, pull up my little list here. We got um, <clears throat> Barry, which we can do real quickly.
1: Yeah, I obviously I had only see you. We, there were two trailers. I've seen a kind of a simpler one.
0: You which, saw just the teaser one,
1: right? Right, which just shows uh, doesn't show anybody, but it shows a guy in a box, and it's Ryan Reynolds.
0: Yeah, no, basically a nine one one phone. call. Yeah, the story is is that uh, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, I think he, he um, he's like a truck driver. He gets kidnapped and buried alive like, in this coffin under the ground, and he has his cell phone, right. and he makes a cell phone call, and, like, uh, you know, he's trying to get out, and he's trying to... And I don't know, really, what necessarily... Like, somebody's holding something for ransom or something. I don't yadda, know. Yadda, yadda. But the one I saw was just a bunch of still images. But it was an odd trailer because it um, it had all these uh, review... like lines uh-huh. in the trailer right it's like a daring movie um, yeah. you know Ryan Reynolds is amazing and all this stuff and I was kind of going well wait a minute hold on you don't, you're not even showing anything in the movie but you're just saying how great it is it's like, called an art film well no I mean I just I, I was like well okay no that's fine if you want to show reviews uh, later on maybe uh-huh. or whatever but it's like you don't tell me how great this movie is before you even see anything of the movie. It was all these still frames. Yeah. It wasn't even that's all it was. You know? I don't know. It was an odd trailer. So anyway, that was that, I guess. <laughs> Who knows?
1: That, there's not enough information to determine if the movie's any good.
0: I do like Ryan Reynolds.
1: I I like Ryan Reynolds.
0: Good. Hey, <laughs> Spider likes Ryan Reynolds too.
1: He's okay, like, hey, Ryan, I like that guy. <laughs> He's awesome. He was great in Blade 3. <laughs>
0: Trinity, thank you. I know, right? Um so what else? We got uh, the Last Exorcism. And okay.
1: I, I, I saw that trailer hmm. in the theater like a month ago so I barely remember. it.
0: Okay, here's my thing with the Last Exorcism. They make this same exact movie about every 3 years.
1: Yes, they do. And I The Exorcism of Emily Rose, The Exorcist the beginning or whatever the fuck.
0: Yeah, it was. the um the fucking uh, uh, haunting in Connecticut. Um all these movies. It's like... <clears throat> okay, so basically there's like this countdown. Uh, they just set their timers in <laughs> Hollywood and they go, ding, okay, it's time for an exorcism movie. Right. It's it's the same fucking movie over and over and over and over again. And it's <laughs> like, why do you just have to keep making this same movie? It's because, in a farmhouse in the country and some chick is fucking, uh, you know, possessed and <laughs> it's fucking creepy. It's like, really, do we need this again?
1: If people would stop going to see it. They wouldn't make it. What was the last movie like that that made any money? The last one! The Exorcism of Emily Rose made 60 or $70 million. God, I just... It's like... And so did House in Connecticut or whatever. Haunting in Connecticut? The
0: one that you said that you had a Halloween party and three people fell asleep Mm -hmm. watching?
1: Bingo! (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, So, yeah, who knows? It's
1: just... It's it's pretty standard fare. It
0: totally. I I'm mean, sure it's,
1: it'll come out like October tenth.
0: Oh, I'm sure it'll be like one of these Halloween <coughs> type of things. Whatever. Yeah. So um, anyway, that's it. I just have this problem with why do you just keep making the same fucking movie? <laughs> come on, Amos. That's what Hollywood does. Yeah, yeah, I know, and you know what? Half I'm not. Half I'm not. Movies
1: out there. You, if you go back five or ten years, you'll find something very similar.
0: I should not be saying anything about it because I went on this theme week where I saw basically the same movie every fucking day yeah. where it's like this And they up. all came
1: out within like four months of each other. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I
0: know but, this, <laughs> but it's, it's so specific. It's this one movie. Ooh, this chick looks crazy. She's walking down the stairs backwards. Oh, wow. It's Ooh. always been seen
1: as a scary subject ever since 1978. It is a scary
0: subject to me Indeed. But and I've been on record saying that The Exorcist was a movie that scared the crap out of me. But since then, it hasn't been done well. No. Okay. So, whatever. Okay. Last Exorcism. <laughs> pfft, um, saw 3D. Ugh.
1: Does it matter? They're all no,
0: there it is Saw. Okay, moving on. Um, I saw the new Tron Legacy trailer.
1: Yes. We've, I think we've discussed Tron
0: Legacy. Several yeah, years. but the, the previous trailer, though. The newer trailer.
1: Do what, are we Wait, gonna have to, no? You know, sometimes they put out like six different ones, and we're gonna have to fucking discuss it every time. No, I just briefly.
0: Hey, jeez, Phil. <laughs> briefly, okay. Mm. There's, um, there's uh, Jeff Bridges, and then there's the Jeff Bridges doppelganger, yeah, who's the bad guy, yeah, very digitally youngerized,
1: right? Because it's supposed to be the Jeff Bridges from the original <sighs> when Phil, he first won. Phil,
0: in- I'm not retarded. <laughs> Sometimes, despite all the evidence on the podcast uh, you know,
1: the it's contrary. kind of off-putting
0: though in the trailer it's like you're going
1: well but you get it like yeah, yeah. I, I like there, there's always especially a lot of special effects heavy movies you you simply get to that point where you're like I know this is fake am I gonna buy it
0: I have to sort of accept that it is yeah right. no I know but um it was a, it, honestly I will say this the first trailer I saw the the one we talked about before right. Was actually a better trailer, I will say that.
1: I didn't. I I think I like the second one. Really? I've seen both as
0: well. Yeah, no, and I
1: think I, I like the second one. It, it uh, made more of the mythology of it. I think.
0: True. I'm still wondering where the fuck David Warner is. God damn it! <laughs> is he still alive? Yes. of course Oh he's okay, still alive. of course. There's no of course without that. Ugh. Okay, but no, I actually think I like the the first one better. Eh. But I you're know, right, a, though. You're definitely right. The second one does a lot more of the mythology, the sort of the backstory and stuff um, like that. Yeah, for sure. So
1: what else did we watch? We watched the uh, Sucker Punch trailer.
0: Ugh. And that was it, very weird.
1: Like, <laughs> well, the story's a little weird. The girl's going to, like, an asylum, and she makes up these these mythical worlds to, like, take her out of her everyday life or something. Yeah, but it had, it had...
0: Uh, like dragons, dragons and fighter planes and yeah and, and dirigibles it was so confused I was like watching it going what is going on
1: <laughs> it looks like more over stylized mayhem from Zack Snyder I was like am I taking crazy bills we know if you've listened to the podcast we know that I am not a big fan of the gentleman sure he's made
0: one <laughs> good movie one. sure yeah
1: <laughs> no, so I, I doubt this is going to do anything for his uh <laughs> in, in your opinion,
0: for indeed. sure. Well, no, I was just watching it going, uh, basically, can you put anything else in this? Like, it was <laughs> fight, fighter planes, dragons, samurais, uh, fucking... all Disney. The Hindenburg, I like, yeah. yeah. I was like, what?
1: Um, I, I mean, I, it, there's, a, there's a thing. And, and you know, every time these Zack Snyder trailers, they work much better... In trailers and they do in movies. Like I saw the 300 trailer, I was like, "That fucking looks cool." I went to the movie and like nearly fell asleep. <laughs> I, I saw the Watchmen trailer, I was like, "Oh, it's Zack Snyder, but it looks so fucking cool." I went to the movie and I was like, "What the fuck is this?"
0: See, I liked and, Watchmen a lot better than you did. Uh,
1: yeah, that's uh, your oh, own deal. You're gonna have to see a therapist about that one.
0: Yeah, Phil's giving me the shut up hand.
1: Um, <laughs> and this one, I'm like, "Oh, it looks kind of Zack Snyder."
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's actually the very closed first, down. <laughs> it's the first uh movie that he's directed that's an original uh script or concept or whatever. Right. It's the first one he's directed that was not adapted from something else. Right. And I think like his wife wrote it. Something weird like that. Like his wife well, his or, next movie
1: is an animated movie, you know that after this? What? Yeah, the the Guardians of Gahool. He's, he did an, an animated movie.
0: Oh, Lord. Uh, but anyway. I'll be first in line for that one. What else did we talk about? We got Bur. Oh. <laughs> I can't even say
1: it. It's this carnival of shit. Oh. Called bur- Burlesque. Oh, my with, God. Uh, Christina Aguilera. Stanley and, Tucci. Uh, Stan- and don't. Stan- you gotta save the best for last. Stanley, Stanley Tucci. Cam Gigandet, if anyone knows who that is. And bring it. Christina I no, CH Cher. Cher. Come on baby you've gotta you gotta tell me
0: Oh god that trailer <laughs> the entire time I was watching it I was like
1: she's like 82
0: and the other thing She looks
1: forty two
0: I was like Are you serious? This is actually a movie? It like is. Holy shit <laughs> This looks like this giant avalanche of shit. Yes it does I will be seeing it. <laughs> it's like Showgirls-esque. That's what I was totally thinking of the whole time we were watching that trailer. I was like, is this Showgirls again? <laughs> it's like Showgirls without the tits. Well, what's that's the what, point there? That's what it looked like. I, oh, God. I just was watching it going, I just, I can't, I, I, I still am like speechless. I'm like, this looked just... Awful! Awful! Oh God! And then for like two thirds of the trailer, Cher is yelling at Christina Aguilera. Come on,
1: girl. Like
0: she's like, "You suck! Get off my stage! You don't deserve to be there!" And then the, the last third of it, she's like, "You're she's a star. star! You're the best thing that's ever happened to fucking Vegas or whatever." People
1: are gonna want to take advantage of you. Oh
0: God! Yeah. That just honestly, I will say to you. That that movie, and this is my prediction: uh-huh. that movie will be nominated for many, 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 many Razzies. I think you are. It, it will win Best Picture this year in it, the Razzies. It will be an avalanche of Razzies. Uh, I can't worst even. Worst actress it. to Christina Aguilera. I'm predicting it now. Worst supporting actress to, to share. share. Worst supporting actor to Stanley Tucci, who is <laughs> actually a talented actor. Yes, he is. What are you doing? Holy god. <laughs> that looks like the worst movie I have ever seen, indeed.
1: <sighs> burlesque right. anyway. Fucking
0: suck it, Burlesque. <laughs> what Just, else? You and and Christine Aguilera is like, okay, if you take a, a the showgirls route, Christine Aguilera take your shirt off. I had to work the boobs thing in there somewhere. I god damn it.
1: I don't know how anyone finds her attractive. I think she's, she's
0: trashy attractive. In that movie though, in that movie in the trailer, she didn't look good at all. Good, but like when she was doing her whole dirty thing, mm. Ooh. Mm. Uh, trashy attractive is sometimes attractive.
1: But, I mean, at, at least at that phase, she looked like a girl you get something from,
0: <laughs> something from, uh, other than an STD. No, <laughs> that's <laughs> what I, <heard>. I
1: know. <laughs> you'd have some itches oh, after bored. after going there. <laughs> Would you
0: need a special shampoo? Indeed. Oh. Sorry, Christine Aguilera. <laughs> Did we just lose your listenership? Oh. Okay. Um, so Next we, on the list here.
1: The Green Hornet. Yeah, that's Not about more, my... Yeah. I, I, I think uh, seeing that it comes out in January is a bad sign anyway. Yeah. Um, but it looks like a total mismatch of talent and subject. For yeah. Me, I mean, I mean, it's directed by Michelle Gondry. Yeah. Um, it's got Seth Rogen as the Green Hormit and, and some unknown Asian dude as Kato.
0: For, for a second, I thought it was... Uh, John Cho. John Cho, yeah.
1: Um, but no, it's not. Um, for me, this movie fell apart when they lost Stephen Chow as the director and Kato. Yeah. See, yeah, Stephen Chow yeah. did Kung Fu Hustle. Sure, yeah. yeah. And uh, and Shaolin Soccer and, all, and a lot of great Chinese movies that if you haven't seen them, see them. Um,
0: but selling uh, soccer is so weird. It, it but is. anyway, but so, Kung Fu
1: Hustle* is like one of the best movies I've seen in the last decade. Okay. Um, but uh, so when he when they when he fell out with the studio, and re- at first he stopped being the director, but was continued because was going to continue to play Kato, and then he was no longer going to play Kato either, and then they got all, the whole new cast and everything. sure.
0: No, this movie went and through it, a it, bunch it, of weird like transformations, like yeah, you know and, it.
1: It just looks like a mishmash. You never you know. Michelle Gondry is a good director, and he manages to work it out. But usually, his uh, this doesn't seem like his kind of material.
0: Yeah, and you know, it, it looked a bit, it was almost one of those movies. It like I think they were sort of going it, at least from the trailer. Yeah, it looked like they were sort of going for like the Iron Man tone. Yeah, like the sort of snarky hero yeah, that yeah. you know whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that Seth Rogen can pull that off. Um, Robert Downey Jr. obviously can, but <laughs> yeah. Seth Rogen. Um, to me, the trailer was so messy that I
1: halfway wondered if the movie wasn't so Michelle Gondry that
0: um, that they didn't know what the hell to make up. I, you know what, I got the same impression. It's almost like you know, you give this, uh, this you give movie an ultra
1: director a sure. mainstream action movie, you're going to get something a little off and the marketing department was like what the fuck is this yeah
0: right you give it to a trailer editor and they're like what do i do with this you mm-hmm. know like yeah. i don't know i mean it could be who knows it could be the next iron man but i don't see it happening i don't know i don't for me at the, all
1: i think i think the killer the the thing that says this movie is not going to be gotten by many people this is the January release date? That's like sure. the death now Yeah,
0: they movies. just basically are dumping. They're it. like,
1: I don't know what to do with that. We're releasing it a President's Day or yeah,
0: one. yeah, and it's not even December because December movies can be big, right? But January—that's mm, so always much. That's
1: where you find movies like Virus, sure, and, and Supernova.
0: <laughs> 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 Jamie Lee Curtis.
1: Remember, we had a three-year streak, three years, people, with a massive sci-fi bomb in January. Because it was uh, Deep Rising. Yeah. And then Supernova. Yeah. And then Virus. Right, yeah. And they were all, like... And they were
0: expensive movies, too.
1: Yes. I mean, Virus was supposed to be... Virus was supposed to be Universal's, like, summer picture. That's why there's Virus action figures out there. (laughs) Um, But they finally realized, like, holy shit, this movie's a stinker, and they had to shove it, and Universal ended up with no summer movie.
0: yeah. Supernova, I mean... Well,
1: that, yeah. That I was mean, probably... Uh, Walter Hill took his name off the picture. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Ooh, you know, all that stuff. It's, it's, it's borderline
0: embarrassing. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, but uh, Borderline embarrassing?
0: <laughs> I would say over-the-line embarrassing. <laughs> You're well,
1: probably right. I mean, Robin Tunney... Uh, who's the... Oh,
0: the guy that... Um,
1: it's James Spader, Robin Tunney, yeah, Angela and, Bassett, oh, Robert Forster.
0: Yeah, that was uh, just Lou
1: Diamond Phillips,
0: yeah, Lou Peter Facione. Th- oh, Peter Faccinelli. That's who I was trying to think of. <laughs> I mean,
1: Pete it's Fats. like a cast. It's like the C list cast you could you
0: could never believe. In. I call him Pete Fatch. <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay. Um, so anyway, Green yeah. Hornet. Not really yeah, that excited indeed. about it. We
1: can. Dollar theater, yeah,
0: definitely. Dollar, like, yeah, and see, it was funny because when I was watching the trailer, it's like there was all these weird effects, like that that uh, that a sort of auteur director would think would be cool for an action movie. But then you watch the, you know, if you watch an action movie, you kind of you're like, nah, not so. You find them distracting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So anyway, next last
1: one one is the Social Network.
0: Okay. Uh, You read the book. I read the book. Um, uh,
1: So, it is the story of Josh Zuckerberg and the creation of Facebook.
0: Yeah. And I did read the book. Um, I was thinking it would be a very interesting story. Mm. And I don't know if maybe... uh, (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) Cover for me, Phil. I'm having a
1: sneezing
0: time. Okay. Sorry. (laughs)
1: Um, (coughs) I hope that was enough cover. (laughs) There you
0: go. but I did read the book, and uh, I thought it would be a more interesting story than it was. I don't know if the uh...
1: now was it was it not an interesting story, or was it just the writing of the book that wasn't really th- a,
0: a top. I think that it was basically it was not very well written. Yeah, I think it is an interesting story.
1: I think for me, this. I mean, I like Jesse Eisenberg, uh, you know, yeah. I, but. Uh, And I don't know what Justin Timberlake's doing in the movie.
0: (laughs) That was awesome. In fact, when I saw that he was cast as the guy, because I've read the book and I know the guy that he plays, I was like, that's fucking perfect.
1: (laughs) And I like Max Mingala. And, you know, I mean, the movie, to me, it's like a perfect trailer with with Creep, that weird, like, uh, angelic choral version of Creep over it. I was like, this is... Yeah, This you know. is like me, I will be there Friday night, when it comes out I'm there.
0: Well, see for me I got the feeling watching the trailer I was like, okay Ooh, I squeaked there Sorry, um, I'm having some sort of weird attack here Excuse me for a second um, gonna die. <laughs> I'm done for it Phil, carry on the podcast when I'm gone <laughs> Tell my mama I love him No uh, oh, Okay, <laughs> uh, you go to my mom and be like, "Yeah, he said you were a jackass." Anyway, <laughs> he no. had a lot of unresolved
1: issues <laughs> in right, yeah, your yeah, relationship. You know. <laughs> Very conflicted.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I, it was funny because when I was watching the trailer, I, I I sort of I saw a lot of these hit points that I remember from the book, right? And uh, uh, the book. It sucked because it didn't necessarily suck, but the thing was, is it's a very interesting story, and hopefully, the movie will make it more interesting than the book did. Right? Because the book was sort of like, well, here's what happened, and uh, okay, it's over now. And I was like, <laughs> well, that wasn't it, it. Wasn't interesting. Right. the The movie looked fairly interesting. Yeah. Like it looked like a little bit more. I, straight. It looked a little bit less straight reporting right. and more like character driven. Yeah, right.
1: I, I swear I I have to look this movie up because I swear I remember that David Fincher has something to do with this movie, but I I have no idea what. I don't know if he's just a producer or if he directed it or what. Really? Yeah, but I'm pretty sure this this comes from the world of Fincher, huh?
0: So it'll be slow and good. Oh. but slow. I like David Fincher. <laughs> slow and good, but slow. Oh, come on. I love David Fincher. But he's... Bike Club. Lording. Panic Room. These are not slow pictures. Bike Club wasn't. Are you telling me that Zodiac was not a little slow? But was it not excellent? I didn't say it wasn't. <laughs> I said it was good. I said his movies are good.
1: Just if that one Alien Cube is not slow,
0: but also not good. Uh, <laughs> I know we'll disagree on that. <laughs> I have a soft spot. For I me. know you do, but Alien anyway. Cubed, Anyway,
1: so anyway, so the jury's still out. The Anticipator is is up.
0: Yeah, yeah. And a no, lot of I, these pictures are down
1: for a couple the, of. Them. Oh yeah.
0: No, there's there's some movies that I'm really looking forward to, and and uh, if I would have to say. Uh, if I okay let me pick two movies that I'm really looking forward to
1: yeah
0: Um, and you know this is gonna go totally I am not gonna break any stereotypes about me with this statement I'm gonna go with Machete of course oh my god that looks so much fun it does I mean it it honestly
1: does I will agree with
0: you there but I know you're not as Once big Upon
1: of, a Time in Mexico looked pretty good too, and it ended up yes, being a
0: bit of a snooze. That's a good point. But I think that maybe I hope at least that Robert Rodriguez learned his lesson from that. Yeah. And, and didn't just go for this weird little quirky movie. Yeah. He actually is gonna make this balls out movie. Which he kinda did with um Planetare. Yeah, yeah. So um, okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say Machete, and I gotta say too, Tron Legacy. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, it's Tron and it's updated, <laughs> and there's European chicks in tight clothes. I don't know. <laughs> That's worth my business, right? <laughs> I'll give you my nine dollars just for that. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> oh God.
1: Okay. Now tell me where it's from. Oh, it's from fucking uh, Robocop. Oh, damn it! <laughs>
0: you <laughs> thought you were gonna stump me with that?
1: I thought I was.
0: Damn it. You must not have a very high opinion of my
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: booby remembering ability. Because <laughs> there's all those chicks in bikinis, right? I buy that for a dollar. And then the one guy is just laughing uproariously, and yes. then spo- uh, Okay. Anyway. anyway. So Phil, that's our show. Ooh, that's our, okay. We Phil, need some closeout music. I right? know we do. You know, I still haven't downloaded the whole. Uh, you know, with the with, for the smoke break. Let's yeah. all go to the <laughs> whatever. but whatever. Okay, so here's here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna self promote just a little bit again. You yes. can find us at. Uh, Can you FBI at Gmail.com? Well, you can't find us there. You can email us there. You can find us on iTunes. Do a search for Can You FBI. Or, no, Can can You you Fucking fucking Believe It? it. Um, You can find us on Facebook. We have our own Facebook page now. And I finally gave in and went over to the dark side, which is a joke I've made like three times already. Yes. That we now have a Twitter. We can twat. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, when you sent me that text message, I was like, I thought it was like a typo. I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> a, you know, I thought you just did a typo. No, no, we can twat it's like, now.
1: It's like tweeting, but past tense. We've twatted. Yes.
0: Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh God, I feel dirty.
1: <laughs> um, it's it's
0: at can you FBI? So. Uh, find us out there if you're listening to this. Has, I don't know if we're gonna have anything to tweet about,
1: you know. I might just be like, four stills out, yay! Yeah, well, you know what? The <laughs> thing is,
0: I somebody asked me, like, what are you gonna tweet about? And I was like, I have no idea. Probably what will happen is is that th- just this random bullshit about movies that doesn't rate the podcast, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'll just tweet it out there, and if anybody's uh, what what do you call if you're you're not listening to tweets? I don't I don't know. Paying, I don't know. fucking intention. I fucking hate Twitter, but it's just I'm a, a media whore, Phil. I'm a total media whore.
1: <laughs> oh god.
0: So anyway, fine. Those are where you can find us. Phil, take us out. Can you fucking believe it?
1: No! No!